Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Blog Talk Radio with the Life Coach Network Radio Station. And our call-in number for our guest will be 646-719-9397. And all you have to do is press 1 to be on the line. So we welcome and thank you for being here. So tonight's show, we're going to be talking about what's your money story. And have you ever wondered why you feel the way you do about money? It can often be difficult for women to ask for their worth. Have you ever heard of a money story? This is all based on the experiences you have accumulated in your lifetime that shapes your frame of reference about money, value, and worth. Are you ready to look at yours? Well, tonight I'm excited to announce that we have Lucy McMonagall, who is our world-renowned person of influence and community builder. And I'm so humbled and grateful that she's on the air with us today talking about our money story. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Lucy, so that you can tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then how our listeners can go ahead and reach out to you so that they can talk to you. Thank you, Dana. I really, really appreciate you having me on your show. And I'd like to thank the audience for listening to this show so that you can really find out what your money story is and how I can empower you so that you will be able to move forward in your life by breaking through the barriers that are holding you back. So a, a little bit about me, as you mentioned, Gina, um, I, I've not always been a person of influence, nor have I always been um, where I'm at. I actually started mm-hmm. out with very humble, humble beginnings. And my, my parents did not survive the, the passing of my sister. They became divorced by the time I was three, and my mom was not prepared to raise two daughters on her own. So we had a lot of strife. We've had a lot of struggle. I used to be so embarrassed because I would be on government assistant programs and food programs just so we could have food on our house and be able to survive. And so my beginnings have been very trying, and I also brought that belief system into my young adulthood. And that's really where things started to change for me was when I started to recognize I was creating improvised circumstances for my baby. And as a woman, all of us know we would do almost anything for our children because right. they are so incredible. So I... When my son started eating solid food, when when he went from drinking breast milk, I had to start making decisions like eating crackers so I could feed him fresh vegetables and fresh food. And when I made that decision over and over and over again, something inside me just broke. And Mm -hmm. I, I had to find a way because I did not want my son to grow up like I did. And things did not turn out exactly as I planned um, in that aspect, but I did break through the mindset, and I was able to move forward to start creating wealth. And that's what I want to help 
and empower your audience with is how do you break through those mental mindsets that you've picked up when you were a child Mm -hmm. about your money and what money means so that you do not have to make decisions between eating crackers or feeding your children or you are able beyond the financial glass ceiling that you've been bumping up against. Wow, that's tremendous. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. You know, I, I think so many people really resonate with that about challenging our mindsets, you know, what we grew up with, um, how we viewed money, um, you know, how it kind of controlled our life and, like you said, the decisions we made. So I think this is going to be such a valuable show for our audience tonight. Um this is just going to be amazing. Um, so I, I want to, you know, thank you again. Um, I appreciate you being on the show with us. Um, I'm Gina Sanisardo. I'm the uh, life coach of Peace, Joy, and You. And uh, I really look to help empower people and sign their voices so that they, too, feel confident and successful and accomplish their goals. Um, you know, looking at moms that really feel stressed and overwhelmed and overworked to the point where they're mentally and physically exhausted and really want to help them uh, find their value and congratulate who they are and uh, celebrate their uh, mission and purpose. So great show for tonight. Um, Lucy, I want to ask you, so what might be a key benefit that individuals get when they work with you? One of the main key benefits that individuals get by working with me is their life starts to unfold in mm-hmm. almost a magical way that feels like miracles are now possible. That's amazing. That's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit like what those miracles are? Uh, some of the, the, the results that my the individuals that have worked with me have received is, um, and this is just one example, a, a lady who started uh, working with my program stuff she didn't actually work with me personally to begin with, but just my materials. She had set up an event where she was working for somebody else. Somebody else hired her to be there. They agreed upon the money that she was going to receive for doing her part of this event. Mm-hmm. After the event, the lady paid her three times the amount they agreed upon wow. for her part. That's a miracle in most people's minds because we have oh, a lady, gosh, she yeah. had an agreement, They she did what she needed to do, and yet she got paid three times the amount. Yeah, so that does sound like a miracle. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that, that sounds wonderful, and it, it sounds really, you know, enticing for our audience to find out some of the materials that they have, you know, when working with you, the resources you provide and the tips and strategies. Um, Can you tell our audience the best way to reach you and contact you? The best way to reach me, um, if you're on social media, is on Facebook, uh, Lucy, L-U-C-I, McMonagle, M-C-M-O-N-A-G-L-E, or you can find me on my website at LucyMcMonagle.com, and this will give you the opportunity to really look at some of the articles I've written I have the Wealthy Wednesday show. I interview incredible guests. And then I also have private shows that I do. And you can find those on YouTube if you look up Lucy McMonagle. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. So what's your greatest challenge when you work with these people? 
One of my greatest challenges when I work with these people is I see their brightness and their brilliance, and I can see where they're headed. And when a lot of times individuals who who come to me, they're 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 frustrated, they're irritated, they're they're overwhelmed, they don't have enough time, and I can see that this is causing this toll. But I also can see that they can have a breakthrough if they just shift something. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a teeny tiny shift. And the, the the biggest challenge is I can see that if you just move one inch to the left, right. your path would be cleared. And a lot of individuals think that it has to be so much harder than that. They They, they believe that if they don't do really hard, hard work and, and, and if they don't struggle, then they're not going to get the results. And mm-hmm. that's the greatest challenge is it, it's much easier than most people think it is. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. So you talk about that shift, you know, when we think about kind of challenging their mindset. Um, how do you stop those hidden sabotages that they might have? Well, the first way to stop them is to become aware of them. If you're not aware of what you're doing, it's, it's impossible to figure out how you're going to stop it. And, and just telling yourself, oh, I've got to stop sabotaging myself. That sounds really, really great, but what specifically are you doing? So what I teach individuals and what I'm going to teach you a little bit tonight is, is to just stop for a moment and throughout the day pay attention to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. What is going on in your mind? Because that will be a direct reflection of what you're creating tomorrow. Right. And yeah. No, I think that's so true. Well, and and it's something we we often don't think about, you know, because we always think, oh, well, if I just do 150,000 affirmations, I'll change. But if you <laughs> just figure out. What are you thinking? And especially noting your thoughts right before you noticed that you felt bad or you felt angry mm-hmm. or you felt frustrated. So it's, it's if you could just back up and literally just tell yourself, back up, back up, back up, and think, what was I thinking right before I felt this? Sometimes you can catch it, and sometimes you have to start just observing. And you you might notice when you first get up in the morning and you walk past the mirror to go to the restroom or you walk past the kitchen, all of a sudden you'll have these little thoughts that just go ping, ping, ping. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the thoughts that sabotage us. Mm-hmm. And if you stop and you say, no, no, I... I'm, I'm, I am beautiful if you walk past the mirror and you don't believe you are. And you can start changing those by simply choosing a different thought. Intentionally choosing a different thought. So it really sounds like, you know, people needing to become more mindful of their thought processes or their thought tendencies or kind of patterns that they might have. And um, like you were saying, really just shifting the way that they're thinking and being so much more aware of it before they actually kind of almost think out on it in a way. 
Um, a couple of times you mentioned a money story. Can you maybe explain what that is a little bit? A money story is something you believe true about money that may or may not be true. It's true for you. Mm-hmm. But it might it's not the the truth. And the way that you can kind of start figuring out what your money story is is if you're watching TV or if you're going to the store or something and you see somebody with an outrageous amount of money or you see somebody driving a Lamborghini or a Lexus or some fancy car that's, that's higher priced than your car. And you start feeling that feeling that that makes you unhappy. There's something going on inside of you that's telling Mm -hmm. you that they deserve it, but you don't. Mm -hmm. They can have it, but you can't. And paying attention to those little tiny cues, those little tiny feelings that you get. When you pull money out of your wallet, do you feel good about it or do you feel bad about it? Do you pay attention to how you feel when you touch the money? Or do you just grab it out of your wallet, hand it to the cashier, and try to get rid of it as fast as possible because you can't stand the feeling of it because it's dirty? Mm -hmm. That's a money story. How you feel about money, how you treat money, and how you perceive money. And it doesn't have to actually be cash. It doesn't have to actually be the dollars. It can be credit cards. It can be debit cards. It's a means of exchange that you put an attachment on that's negative, or it can be positive. You can have a positive money story. You can take money out of your wallet and and smile and hand it to the cashier and and say, you know, thank you. Thank you for for letting me buy food. Thank you for letting me do this. Or just smile. You don't even have to say anything. So a money story is what you perceive as money, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So do you think it's possible that people that have their own version of their money story to have it directly linked to how they feel about themselves too as a person, thinking about like their worth and their value? Yes and no. That That's kind of a double-edged sword question. Because mm-hmm. there's some people who absolutely feel worthless, but they make a lot of money. Okay. So their, their issue is not a money story. Their issue is a self-worth story, but they don't equate sure. having a lot of money with how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, other people, yeah. they, they, they're the opposite. They feel that their their net worth, how much money they have saved, how much how much possessions that they have is a direct reflection on their their personal true value. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you could have either. Really, this is the key. It's your choice and how you choose to perceive that. And mm-hmm. most people, they don't believe that it's a choice. Yeah, no, thank you for clearing, clarifying that. that. That really makes a lot of sense. Is it possible to change your money story then once you've kind of created one? Yeah, absolutely. And and I highly encourage it if you have a negative money story. Yeah, what are some ways then that uh, you might help 
your client kind of reverse the thought process that's been embedded for so long? Well, some of the, the things that I like to do is I like to get creative because a lot of times we try to make this really, really hard and really frustrating. And so right. a lot of times um, when I first started, I I would take money out of my wallet and and I would just, just look at it and and really try to figure out what what was going on inside of me? What what was preventing me from from having the money, the wealth, the ability that I wanted to have to make the impact that I wanted to have? So just paying attention when you pull it out of your wallet and you're looking at it on on what do you, what do you choose to make a new money story? Do you choose to believe that money is is a friend, is good, is neutral? Do you choose to see it as an exchange of means, of value? Or how do you choose to do it? So the first step would be you make a decision on how you want to perceive money from this point forward. Hmm. The second step is whenever your old story starts coming up, like you feel like money's dirty or you feel like money is mm-hmm. the threat of all evil, when those start coming up, you tell yourself, oh, that's my old money story. Thank you for showing up, for showing me how, how, how far I've come because now I recognize when you show up. And then once you can start really recognizing when, when these, these little things come up, then you can change it. Another thing that I like to do is write down everything that you feel about money. Right. Write down all of the negative things. Write down all of the, the things that you, you felt money has done to you. Like, you weren't there for me. Uh, you didn't support me. I didn't get the Christmas gift that I wanted when I was six years old. You write all of that down on a piece of paper. You put a great big black marker through it, big X on it, and now, if you only if you have a fireproof container outside in a safe area, you can burn it, mm. or you mm. can rip it up into little pieces, throw it in the garbage. You can flush it down the toilet if you want. Although don't right. tell don't tell the public sewers stuff people that I said that. Want <laughs> 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 a whole bunch of paper down there? Yeah. But you can you can write write it all out. Have fun with it, and 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 just. Let yourself really see all of the things that come up. And I I was so amazed. When I first started writing out all of the, the quote-unquote that money did to me, things came up that I never even thought was associated with money. Right. And that really surprised me, and it surprises my clients so often when they mm, write I'm that sure. out. Yeah. But once you let that go, you you create this new, this open space. So when you're in the space of openness, you're in the space of receiving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that and you know it's, you. 
I was just going to say there's so much power in releasing that energy, like you were saying, writing it down and then visibly Xing it out and then releasing it, whether it's, you know, burning it or ripping it, whatever. Um, And it's great because you're really, like you said, setting that intention for that new story to come in. Um, That's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Well, now, how does someone know if the money story they have is ruining their life? What if they can't really see that distinction? Well, it, it, it's a direct reflection on really what what does your checking account look like? What does your mm-hmm. savings account look like? Do they have things come up continuously? Is it one thing after another? Do you my my belief system when I grew up was bad luck runs in three. <laughs> Guess mm-hmm. what? I yeah. had bad luck a lot, and, <laughs> and so it was always. Something had to come up. Every time I started saving just a little bit of money, my car would break down or, mm. you know, something would happen. So that that is a really good indicator that you've probably got a pretty bad money story. If money just flows out of your pocket, if your bills are more than your, your income, that's a right. money story. And... Really looking at that, it's like, okay, great, I've discovered I've got a money story and it sucks. It's not good. I'm not mm-hmm. happy with it. What do you do? Oh, isn't that the biggest question? The thing is you, you choose to change the money story. Do the, do, write it all out, rip it up, throw it away. The second thing is, is remember to rewrite your money story. Every time you spend money, you choose the the attitude of gratitude, because what mm-hmm. you are grateful for expands, and right. what you're focusing on expands. So if you're focusing on how much your bills are, if you're focusing on worry and frustration and irritation, you're not focused on receiving more money. You're not focused on receiving anything. So if you can really let that go, and even if you can just minimize it, minimizing the worry, you free up so much more energy to create new opportunities available for you and start looking for opportunities for money to come to you without expecting, I have a job, I work nine to five, mm-hmm. and therefore I only make money by getting that paycheck. Right. That's a money story. Open your opportunities. Do you like doing arts and crafts? Do you do you do little things with your kids or with your family where you actually make things and then mm-hmm. you can sell them? Right. You right. can look at having a garage sale. You can put ways that you can bring more money into your life. Mm-hmm. And when you start, you're always choosing to look for ways that money will come in and then being grateful for the bills that you can pay, even if you can't pay the full amount, that increases your wealth. And it, it doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. You know, it's it's really amazing um, just, you know, what you're talking about that, you know, that conscious choice and that shifting of our mindsets. It's Amazing how many people have 
negative connotations or stress or overwhelm surrounding money. And like you were saying, it's really because people just have a money, a money story that's not serving them, you know, really looking to be open to different avenues and different alternatives and, you know, different modes of income coming in. And I think it's just something that so many people struggle with on a daily basis. And it's, I really, like we said, emphasizing that it really surrounds like the mindset, that conscious choice, acknowledging what it was and how it worked or didn't work and now moving forward with it. Um, yeah, just so important. Gosh, so important indeed. Um, well, I have a question for you. So have you ever failed in business? And then what have you done about it? Yes, I have failed. I have failed really, really good. I failed forward <laughs> <laughs> and I failed backwards. Um, Love it. When, when I was younger, I, I didn't even know I had a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was that was one of my failures. Even though I was providing goods and services to other people, I didn't really consider myself as a business person. And, sure. you know, I, I made some really bad choices because I was still running on a scarcity mindset. And uh-huh. so I would get fearful if I didn't place enough ads in the newspaper, because back then we did not have the Internet, we didn't have Craigslist, um, we didn't have cell phones. In fact, I don't, we didn't even have um, cordless phones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we my gosh. We had good old-fashioned newspaper. <laughs> yep. And, and we had the good old-fashioned local papers. And yeah. sometimes I would get really, really frightened if if I didn't, you know, place the adult because what the first thing I started doing for other people was I became a gopher. And mm-hmm. if it's a term my grandma gave me when I was nine where she broke her ankle and so I would go and get something for her so I was her gopher. Okay. So I just basically did that for people who came home from the hospital mm. where they would need a gopher to go get their medicine, to go get their groceries, yeah. to go clean their house, do their dishes. Um, just anything that I could figure out what to do because I, I really, really wanted to change my, my situation. And even though I was yeah. working full-time, I still couldn't pay rent, feed myself and feed my son. Right. So I failed because I really started getting frightful. And I wasn't sure. It's like, oh, my gosh. Um, then I noticed there was other people starting to place ads in the paper, and I thought there was a comp- competition between me and them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a us-against-them kind of mentality that was coming out of me, and and I lost I lost some jobs, frightened that I would sure. lose jobs. So, of course, I would do things that would goof me up because I was so worried instead right. of just really taking my time. So... Yeah, I've I've failed pretty miserably in, in several different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you kind of learn to rise out of the ashes with all that, become as successful as you are right now? So the the things that really helped me rise out of the ashes to become successful now is I I take time out for me. And that sounds counterintuitive. You, it sounds almost like you stop. <laughs> yeah. And that makes you successful. It, yes, I stop. I take time out for myself so that 
when I am full, when my cup is full, I have more right. energy. I have more exactly. to give. And and when I have more to give, people want to be around that. They want to be in that yeah. good vibration. Right, and right. So success is consistency. I'm always consistent on what I do. Every single week I have an article. Every single week I have the Wealthy Wednesday show. I I bring consistency. I take time out for myself. And then the mm-hmm. other thing that's really important is I plan out my week using a wealth planner. So I mm. map my personal goals with my to-do list. And okay. if my goals don't match my to-do list, then I know that I need to change something. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I, you know, being able to align that, and like you said, really making sure you're full and that you feel good for yourself. Because you're right, if your energy is low and you're depleted, you really can't do anything beyond that. And that high anabolic energy is so contagious, you know, and people will totally feel that. Kind of, as you were saying, uh, vibrating off of you. So yeah, they, those are definitely words of wisdom about that. Yeah. Um, so after you kind of, you know, failed and learned and became successful as you are today, what have you kind of developed as your mission and your vision? My my mission, I honestly have to say, this is something that has grown from me. It, it, it's something that I, I see, and it's to empower a minimum of 100,000 women to become multimillionaires. And mm. it's not because of the money. A lot of people say, yeah. oh, I don't want to be a multimillionaire. I don't even want a million. It's like, that's okay. Because the individuals that I'm looking for that want to be brought up to that level, they have yeah. a vision of making the world a better place. They want to fill the gaps in between the charities. They want to maybe create some type of movement in their life that's going to have a generational effect. So my Mm -hmm. vision is to empower those women to truly access their soul purpose, their life purpose, God's mission, whatever you call that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they will be able to create the movement to make this world a better place. Mm. And that that's my, my mission. It's, it's a burning desire that I see every single day. Every moment that I wake up and I take my very first breath, I see this legion of women who are going to make an impact on the world and we will start using cooperation. We, we are using cooperation. We're using our intuition. We're using all of the gifts that we were given in order to nurture, to help, to collaborate, and to mm-hmm. empower one another. So that's, in a nutshell, my vision and my mission. No, I think that's wonderful. I mean, that's and it, obviously it stems from what's important to you and what's valuable to you, especially having to overcome what you did as a child and having your own money story that you kind of broke the chains around and really just, you know, leaped and bounded to where you are today. Um, so would you say that most of the people that you help, are they 
like uh, entrepreneurial or are they just, you know, people that are working regular nine to five jobs or what, what kind of woman is it that really resonates best with your type of work? Most of the women that are really making, want to make a movement of the work are women entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. I do have some women that work nine to five. And, mm-hmm. and they, they have a different mission. Their mission is to help their family, their world. Their mission is their yeah. realm. And so I do empower them, but most of the women that work with me are entrepreneurs. Right. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, so being where you are right now, if you had the chance to give advice to yourself when you were just starting out, kind of that younger you, what would you have told yourself to kind of, you know, bypass, you know, that whole like failing back and forth, front and forward, as you said? Uh, well, what I would, I would tell my younger self, and that's a really good question, Gina, thank you. I would tell my younger self that it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. As long as you pick yourself up more times than you fall down. And and it's going to be okay. Just take time out for yourself. Take care of you first. And everything else kind of falls in place. Yeah. Now, would you say that you, you feel like the aspect of you failing is kind of what led you to your success? You know, from that you grew and that's how you learned and that's how you built your confidence and kind of that's where your vision and mission stemmed from? Or do you think you had that drive within you regardless? My failures have really shaped the way that I have compassion for myself and for other people. And when I look at them, I look at it as if this this is a part of the journey. And if I only had success, if I only knew an easy path of life, I would not have the endurance or the strength that I need mm-hmm. in order to create this vision into full manifestation. Yeah. So it, for me, it, it was building my strength and my character. Definitely, definitely. No, that makes perfect sense. And I, I really like what you said about, you know, telling yourself it's okay to fail, you know, just kind of being where you are, acknowledging it, you know, one day at a time. Um, and I like how you said that gave you that endurance, too, you know, that perseverance, fighting for it. Um, beautiful story. I think that's great. Um, so if you had to impart wisdom that you could share with our audience who are maybe having their own personal or business challenges, what would that be? I I would honestly say be gentle on yourself. You know, we we make our life so hard because sometimes we have this perfectionist ideal that things just have to look just the right way Mm -hmm. or things have to be just right. And when when you're gentle on yourself, you become gentle on the other people around you. You mm. become gentler on your partner. You become gentler on your children, your grandchildren, if you have grandbabies. And and you start realizing that other people are for you, 
if they're in your life, they're for you. If they are not for you, then they're okay. It's okay mm-hmm. that they're not going to always be for you. And and as you're being gentle on yourself and you understand that those who are really truly long term in your life are for you, that mm-hmm. they're not mind readers. So communicate with ease and with grace as best you can. Mm-hmm. And when you talk through the heart, when you talk through your your real compassionate area, you start discovering that there's so much that we can learn about the people that we know, even if we've been with them for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, even right. if you're our parents or our children, if we stop, if we're gentle, if we ask questions out of curiosity right. and, we're, and we're able to really, really listen, you will find the most gold in your life. You will find cherished beyond anything money could ever buy you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I think that's so important. Um, it's just, you know, I, I that kind of, the kind of the constant theme um, that you keep referring to, too, of just about, you know, a couple things about our mindset, the choices we make, and then that whole idea that, you know, the way we treat ourselves then is how we end up treating others, which kind of comes back to us. So, it's, you know, that big kind of, flow of energy that we have in our world um, and really discovering what's important to us and how to get that. And then the, the amount of faith that you have for your clients too, for the people and encouraging them. I know you were, you were saying one of the really neat unique features about you is being able to see what they could do, their potential and see all that, you know, and in spite the fact that maybe they cannot see it. And I just, you know, I think that that's, so important, you know, that our audience knows that too, because when they work with you, they're really going to be getting someone that's genuine, sincere, intuitive, you know, and really um, experienced in alignment with what they're going through because you've lived it out firsthand too. So I think this is marvelous. Um, so I was wondering, do you have anything for our audience kind of in a, in a tangible sense, like a gift um, to kind of help them out along their journey to help with their money story? Yeah. I do. Um, one of the main things that I mentioned earlier is that I use is I have a, a wealth planner for manifestation available mm. for your audience so that you can look at really matching your goals with your your plans and your to-do list. And it has some other tips and strategies, and um, it'll give you some other information that that will be very, very helpful on you mm-hmm. know, how to set goals and how to move forward. And, you know, the very first thing is you can go to um, bit.ly forward slash wealth planner. That's B-I-T period L-Y slash wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H planner, E-L-A-N-N-E-R. And you can receive instantly an easy weekly planner that's going to empower you to take actions so that you can manifest more wealth in your life. Yeah, and for our audience, we actually have this link on our show description. So if you'd like to go back and listen to it again, not only will you hear Lucy tell us the link, but when you look at the description, 
under Lucy's bio, we have the link right there for you, Wealth Planner for Manifestations um, under free gifts. So go ahead and click on that link, um, and you could really get a, a great insight as to all that Lucy has to offer for her clients and the women that she works and empowers with. Um, wonderful. Well, Lucy, I just I would really love to, again, humbly thank you. Um, I'm so glad and honored that you are on our show and just the wealth of information that you gave us, just the ideas about, you know, kind of challenging our mindsets, recognizing our patterns, you know, and kind of what isn't working for us, you know, and like literally looking at the tangibles, you know, how we feel when we think about money, when we touch money, um, and then looking at what money does for us in a good sense, too, and um, displaying that kind of attitude of gratitude that you were talking about, too. Um, just some really wonderful things for us to kind of just sit on and really reflect deeply. Like I said, I think it's something that's pressing for so many people. Uh, so many people would benefit from partnering with you. So I um, think this would be wonderful for our audience to take you up on any offers that you have too on your website. But um, I am going to ask that you just maybe state your email and website one more time for our audience, just in case they want to reach out to you before they look for that link for your free gift. Absolutely. So my email is Lucy, L-U-C-I, at LucyMcMonagle.com. And my website is my name, Lucy McMonagle. That's L-U-C-I-M-C-M-O-N-A-G-S-E dot com. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you again so much, Lucy. I hope you've enjoyed your time on our show here at the Life Coach Radio Network. Um, I know I have definitely learned a tip or two about how I perceive money in my money story as well. So I think it's, uh, like you said, some great advice to you know really changing our mindsets. Um and so this is Gina Sanacerdo with Peace Joy and You Coaching. And thank you again, audience, for listening in. Um, I can also be reached at Gina at FindingGodsPeace.com. And my site is www.FindingGodsPeace.com. And I look forward to having you guys join us in our next show. And thank you for being in today on uh, What's Your Money Story with Lucy Monaco. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.